Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Joel Farabee, how about it? Three point night. The league might not be counting it, but I am. Uh, a goal, an assist, and a secondary assist. He gets them all in my book. All of them count because uh, I don't recognize offside. It's a rule in my head that I've already gotten rid of, and therefore Joel Farabee. Huge night, and the uh, the Flyers win what? What was the final? 4-1, so they win 6-1. Good for them. I mean, what a what a dominant victory for our Philadelphia Flyers going out to Chicago. That's two in a row now. Uh, no, but seriously, awesome game by Farabee. Happy for the kid to get his first point. Those, those offside reviews just have to freaking suck. Um, he gets that assist on the Hayes goal. And it's no good. And then he scores a goal of his own. Also no good. Um, God damn, do I hate offside. And I hate the reviews of it even more because it's an area play. It's a guess. It was never intended to live in the world of HD television. And I just, ugh, how dumb is that shit? Uh, but great game all around, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with what I saw out of the Flyers tonight. Elliott makes 23 out of 24 saves. Konechny picks up another point. Hayes gets ends up uh, getting his goal back, scores on that nice breakaway. Uh, Giroux and JVR both finally uh, break open the scoring. JVR got a secondary assist on Giroux's first goal to make the game 2-0. And then uh, Van Riemsdyk puts it away at the end with that, uh, with that breakaway goal of his own to make it 4-1. So good stuff all around. I was pleased with what I saw. Penalty kill was... Penalty kill was um, smothering, to say the least. I know the percentage hasn't been great. They've given up a few in the last couple of games. But um, overall, you have to be happy with what you're seeing out of the power or out of the penalty kill, rather. They're aggressive. Uh, they're, they're taking away time and, time and space. They're forcing the opposition to make multiple passes in order to create scoring chances. And that's hard to do, whether, whether it's 5-1-4 or not. So it's not just one pass and shoot and the guy's wide open on the back door. Like they're actually forcing the other team to have to make uh, a play in order to score. And they really, uh, they've been doing a good job of it. So got to be happy with what you see up and down the lineup. Um, let's just get to your stuff. Cause I, I'm butterflies and rainbows right now, everybody. All right, let's start this off with Loving, Hayes, and Farabee together. Yeah, that's something we talked about on BSH Radio last night. I asked the question, what is everybody's ideal lineup? And we all kind of came to the conclusion, until Nolan Patrick is back or Morgan Frost is up, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Although Michael Raffle went uh, went down tonight. I'm not saying that's good. He's been very good in the fourth-line role. But that could open up an opportunity for, like, a Morgan Frost or even a German Rubstab to come up and maybe take that 3C spot. But until they have a solidified 3C and Giroux is back at wing, um, I don't know if you can have an ideal lineup. But in that scenario, um, Hayes with Giroux and Farabee just makes too much sense. And that was, a, that was one of Charlie's suggestions. And I got to say, I'm here for it. Uh, I really liked what I saw out of Farabee tonight. Obviously, he had uh, the goal and the assist taken away from him. Did end up picking up a, a secondary assist but on, uh, on Hayes' goal. But rough, uh, rough night for a guy who played really well. Um, on the Hayes goal that got taken away, I pointed it out. Uh, well, Charlie pointed it out in an article for The Athletic 
after Farabee's debut, um, and it was just something that I, I noticed as well. Um, how nice was it to see on like a two-on-one and an odd man rush, Farabee carried the puck in, got a little space and said, I'm cutting to the center and shooting. And he did that and created a chance for himself. Tonight, he made a similar play, but it was a, uh, you know, a pass shot. It was a, it was a nice setup for this slam dunk by Hayes. Of course, it, you know, plays offside, doesn't count. But I thought in just one game, he has a counter for that move. So I thought that was pretty cool. Really cool to see. Uh, hey, Bill, why does Hayes hate Farabee? Uh, I, after after Farabee scored the goal, um, I was like, okay, now he just needs a fight for the Gordy. And, uh, of course, they take the goal away. So I was like, fucking fight Jeremy Carlton. A couple of challenges. I just hate offside, man. It's such a dumb rule. It's a dumb rule. You're allowed to be ahead of the puck everywhere else on the ice. I just don't – I don't get offside. Like, what does it prevent other than good stuff? I, I, I don't – it's so stupid to me. Can't wait to watch these guys now that the Vets are starting to score too. Let's blow out some games. Yeah, man, that's another thing we talked about on BSH Radio last night. I said, like, not are you worried because it's so early and we've seen these guys start slow before and still end up, you know, hitting their points totals. Um, but it's good to see the Vets starting to produce. Like I said, if the Vets were scoring too, this team would be 7-0 and coming into the night. So here we are. Uh, we get the – Giroux gets, uh, gets his first. JVR gets his first. Farabee is knocking on the door. Not a vet, but, hey, man, this is all about Joel Farabee tonight. Joel Farabee, excuse me. Uh, and uh, I think Voracek's been playing a much better game. This was one of his most active games I've seen. I thought he, JVR, and Giroux, while I hate Giroux at center um, – I thought they were effective tonight. I really liked, uh, especially early in the game, really liked what I saw out of them. Um, it, I don't know. JVR just seemed, or excuse me, Voracek just seemed very active tonight, uh, going into corners, winning battles, taking pucks out, and kind of getting the other two set up, and they created a bunch of chances on their first couple shifts. Like liked what I saw out of him. Uh, I've been praising JVR this year, and I want to continue doing that as well. Uh, man, we've I've talked, I've said it a million times, like, is JVR any good in two of the three zones? Eh, he's, he's, you know, eh. But in the offensive zone, he really, really helps you because he scores the goals, and he needs someone to score the freaking goals. It's important. It's how you win. But i got to say, man, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of JVR this year. Just effort-wise in, um, in the neutral zone, in the defensive zone, and on the forecheck, and not just winning battles in corners and, you know, getting in front of the net, but – doing what the whole team is doing, denying zone exits, getting those second effort chances after your first possession. Um, I, I just really liked what I've seen out of JVR. It's some of the best hockey I've seen him play, um, you know, since he was a rookie. Farabee will be a stud. Certainly looks like it. Elliot's looking like a good-ass backup for Hart so far. Hey, I was, I'm, I'm still worried about managing the Brian Elliott workload. Uh, you have the back-to-backs coming up. You know he's going to play one of those. So that's three games in a week. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but Elliott tonight is the Elliott I want to see. He gives us – if we have Carter Hart, and he's going he's gonna to straighten it out. I have no worries in the world about Carter Hart. Um, and Elliott is playing – is healthy. Uh, like, we have a chance to win every night. Obviously, you're not going to win every night. I'm just like, 
when Mike McKenna or Cal Pickard, no disrespect to those guys, they're NHL players, good for them, they've had careers, but you don't really have much of a chance to win if you're throwing them out there. And I realize they only played a handful of games, but over the last few years, we've had that issue with keeping goalies healthy. And I want to keep Elliott healthy. I want to manage that workload. Um, Don't want him playing three games in a week. But, hey, hell of a game tonight. Uh, Definitely um, could have been a lot closer if he wasn't in there. He, I had nothing nothing but positives to say about uh, Brian Elliott. If Roth is out, do we see Torensky or Frost? I think maybe Frost is an option. Just uh, Frost or Rubstop to me are definitely options because of um, the the already the issue you already have at center, having to move Giroux to center. That's not what you want to do. He can do it. It's fine. It's not like he's getting killed. I thought that line played well tonight. But to me, I would go, okay, this is an opportunity to have someone fill that hole. Um, of course, if Nolan Patrick comes back next game, you know, I don't expect that because he's had no preseason. He's had no game action. He's doing more. All reports out of practice are that he's doing more than he was, but I can't imagine he's in any semblance of game shape, you know, so that'll take some time too. Maybe he gets a conditioning stint in the AHL. I don't know, uh, but to me, if Raffles out for any extended period of time, I would use this opportunity to address the center situation, but um, not going to be overly critical of what they have going on at center right now and what one of the three guys on the fourth line is because they've played two really good games in a row now. How do you feel about JVRG and Voracek? For the time being, it's fine. I think even Colby Cohen on the, uh, like during an intermission maybe said, we know these guys aren't going to be together in April. Like, that's not the way this is going to go. But for right now, I do think this is a good combo of guys. Uh, I don't want Giroux playing center. I don't like those three together in over the long term. But um, for right now, I think it makes the most sense for what they have available. When Patrick gets healthy, maybe we make another call up, move some pieces around. But for right now, it is what it is, and it's it's fine. Uh, I liked AV calling him out, though, after the last game, saying we needed more out of them, and I think they very much responded tonight. No more long hair. Yeah, got it. Uh, I did a – if anyone listens to the WIP morning show, I had a uh, makeover this morning. I didn't – I took a shower today and didn't really, like, have time to uh, reapply any sort of products to it, so I'm just wearing a hat. But, yeah, got a, a makeover as a part of a bit on the WIP morning show. Got a uh, – Brand new suit from Mainline Custom Clothiers. Uh, razor Bar uh, hooked me up with the, uh, with the fresh cut. And it looks pretty cool when it's all done up and everything. I'm just a lazy bum when I have to uh, watch a whole hockey game and shit. So didn't have time to do that. I've lost my beard. Here it is. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a new look. It's definitely different. They gave me the hot shave. They fooled around with the facial hair. I'm still not sure about the facial hair. Uh, but I'm giving it a whirl because the barber was uh, pretty into it, and he did an awesome job with my hair. Can't recommend Razor Bar or Mainline Cl- Custom Clothiers tonight. And as I crack this beer, i got to say my favorite place to crack a beer and watch a hockey game is Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest at the Jersey Shore. Maybe the best Jersey Shore bar I've ever been to. Uh, just always have a fresh, uh, nice cold sequench ale sitting there waiting for me when I walk in. And my God, is that 
pork sandwich good. Get the roast pork sandwich. They have the direct TV package as well. You can watch the Flyers or any hockey game or any game anywhere. Timmy Fitz, the owner, is a huge hockey fan. He's always there making sure the food is hot and the beer is cold. He's the best part of, uh, of the place. You, you, we've all been to restaurants that are, all right, maybe they don't, you know, some, there's something good about it, but they're just mismanaged. Timmy Fitzpatrick is there every day, and he's making sure his place is running perfectly. Can't recommend Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest enough. Uh, just, just an awesome group of people that run the place, including Timmy Fitz. All right, Kevin Hayes is real good. Will Flyers Twitter apologize? Oh no, they overpaid three hundred grand for him. Oh, it was it was a disaster. If you listen to Twitter, that oh my god. Uh, that's and that's the the craziest part about the um about the Kevin. Like we're already seeing. Imagine if we didn't have Kevin Hayes and Nolan Patrick was hurt. All of a sudden, we have no centers. Like imagine if this team had no centermen. They'd be on a six-game losing streak right now, at least. Limblom sure is looking like a steal from the 2014 draft. Couldn't agree more, Jody. Uh, they, we, I, I remember because that was the draft in Philly, and I remember him getting drafted and some people being like, hey, this guy has a high ceiling. You know, he's got to work on his skating. We don't. We got to get him over to North America eventually, but... This guy has a really high ceiling. I remember people saying it back then, and we talked about it on BSH Radio just last night. I asked the question, who is Ron Hextall's best draft pick? And, man, it's hard not to say Limblom, like a fifth-round pick who five goals in eight games, man. It, it, hard, to, hard to argue that one. Bill, think Flyers are going to run with Elliott for a bit uh, with how well he's playing. I just said, I hope they manage him. I hope they turn back to heart. And they will, like, sooner than later just because of the uh, how the schedule works out. They have back-to-backs coming up. Let's open up this schedule and give it a look. Uh, where are we here? October. Yes, yeah, so they just beat Chicago. Yeah, they have a uh, home versus Columbus on Saturday at the Islanders Sunday and then at the Penguins Tuesday. So you got to know Carter Hart's going to get his time. Uh, and then back-to-backs next, uh, the first and second of November as well. So um, there's they're going to mix it in. I got to believe they're going to ride with the hot hand a little bit. But like I said, I want to keep Brian Elliott healthy. And the only way to keep Brian Elliott healthy is to not overextend them. I think that's your best chance to get the most out of uh, BAMFBE. The hate stems from college. BCBU rivalry runs deep. Yeah, but no Flyers fans care about BCBU. Like, no one gives a shit. Did Bill lose a hair versus hair match? I was trying to, uh, I was trying to get my uh, my old backyard wrestling buddies together for a hair versus hair sort of uh, sort of thing, but it turns out we're all thirty one. And the last time we tried that, which was not as long ago as you would expect. Um, yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it hurt a lot more than it used to. Like, did all the same stuff, but everything just hurt more. <laughs> no, yeah, Razor Bar hooked it up. They did a great job. I should have. I should have done it up for the post game and everything. I'll get to that when I'm back uh, next week for post games. But I washed out the product they put in it today because after you get a haircut, you need to get a shower. And then I wasn't doing it a second time. That's just nonsense. 
Limblom and TK better than PB and J. Can't argue, man. They're looking good together. They're making things happen. Uh, they're making a lot happen on the power play. Tonight they get it done at 5-on-5. Five five. And I have officially um, I have officially stopped demanding, you know, because I get my demands met by this team all the time, you know. Uh, I have officially stopped demanding that um, Couturier and Giroux be sewn together, you know, just be married together. Uh, they're split up, and it's. I think it's fine. And I think when uh, when they get everything figured out with what this lineup's supposed to be, Hayes and Drew will be a good combination with Faraby. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Couturier, Lindblom, and TK. It's just a great combination of skill sets. Um, you know, Couturier, can't say enough good about him. Just one of the best two-way centers in hockey, maybe the best. Lindblom just does all the little things, and he's on a hot streak right now. I don't know. Because we've seen him score, we've seen him be productive, and then we've seen him go 17 games without a goal. There's streaky, and then there's, holy Christ, that's too many. Um, like, Justin Braun will go 17 games without a goal, not not a top six forward. But, uh, you know, so far so good for Limblom. Loving what I'm seeing out of him. You always know he's going to make the smart plays. Will the offense always be as, uh, like, will he always be as productive on the score sheet as he is to start this season? No, probably not. If this dude's like a point-of-game player, wow, holy shit. He probably isn't. Right now, take advantage of it. Win when he scores. They're doing a great job. But you always know you're going to get the smart play out of him. You always know you're going to get great compete out of him. And then you have TK, who is just freaking electric out there. He is one of the most fun flyers to watch in a long time. Um, since since Giroux or yeah, like since Richards was traded, like Giroux, TK, and rookie Gostas Bear are the most fun flyers I've ever like had the privilege of watching over these last couple. Uh... I know Haig gets a lot of shit, but does Braun look like the weaker link to anyone else? I don't think so. I don't think Braun was particularly good tonight. Um, but I like, I think Braun is actually good in his own end. And I think Haig kind of hopes to block a lot of shots. He does. And you need to block shots. I saw, I can't, I wish I remembered who said it. Cause I thought it was really, um, I, I thought it was just a really good, uh, a really good analogy or whatever this is. Blocking shots is like killing rats. Yeah, man. If you see a rat, kill it. But if you're doing it all the time, you have a bigger problem. You have a rat infestation. Like, if you if you lead the team in hits and blocks all the time, regularly, it's because you're always without the puck. Because the other team has it if you're hitting them. The other team has it if they're shooting it. I, you know. But not going to complain about Robert Haig until there's reason to. I don't think anyone has been bad on the blue line yet. I think there's definitely room for improvement out of everybody on the blue line. Every single guy on the blue line needs to be better than they are, but the team defense is good. The five, when five guys are on the ice together, the defense is good. And I don't think anyone has been bad among the uh, among the fam. Right here is the first time my uh, my connection with Facebook Live dropped, and I tried to pick it up right where I left off when I reconnected. So I'm gonna give that to you right now. So here is part B of the uh, post game from the 4-1 to one victory over Chicago. All right, people are coming back in. Um, sorry about that. No idea what happened to the connection. All of a sudden, it just said, hey, video stopped. You're screwed. 
Um, I hate, I, we need to move on from Facebook. Like I know that Facebook sucks to begin with and we've been having connection issues and shit. I just, all right, back in the mode. Yeah, I don't think anyone on the defense has been bad. I do think there's room for improvement everywhere, but um, I, I think of the blue liners, Haig is the weakest, but I'm not going to complain about Robert Haig while there's no reason to. I think everyone's been at least okay so far. Everyone needs to be better, but I think everyone's been at least okay to start the year. All right, let's get back to your comments. All right, any chance Myers gets the call up with the team playing this well? I think it's going to be a little while. Um, we've heard that they want to get Sam Moran into a game, but it's just that the team's playing well, so, like, why? Uh, I think it's going to be a little while for the next call up, barring any injury. We talked about the Raffle injury and how that might affect the offense, but in terms of defense, I um, I just think it's going to be a little bit. I mean, they're not giving up. They're not giving up. Uh, they, they're giving up the fewest shots in the league per game. Uh, their goals against average is good. If you take away like the one six, excuse me, the one six goal game where it's just like McDavid and Drysaddle want nuts. That's That happens sometimes. They're awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think Myers – it's a shame because he deserves, I, I think – Talent-wise, he's one of their six best defensemen, but I just um, I don't see it happening until there's there's cause for a call-up, you know? All right, let's try it again. TK is sure as he sure as he is TK. Oh, man, how good. Fucking bonehead. Like, that is so good. Uh, did Facebook think this was fake news? They very well could have. Maybe I'm tampering in an election or something. I know Canada just had their election. Maybe I'm messing with that. Who knows? Uh, the Blackhawks challenged your intercept connection. Yeah, deemed offside. Um, the second part is um, the second part is Kevin Hayes getting his goal back here. The internet is flakier than goalies. Yeah, I wish I knew. NHL refs overturn Bill's post game. That's good stuff. These technical difficulties are like Farabee trying to get his first NHL points. Yes. All right, Blackhawks trying to call offside in your connection. All good jokes, people. Bill, why don't you try Twitch TV? We're definitely going to screw around with Twitch. It's just a matter of, like, none of us know what it is. I don't know what Twitch is. I, is it just like this? I have no idea. Um, we definitely want to move away from Facebook for a number of reasons, uh, not the least of which is its inconsistency. But uh, I'd rather have Stewart. I'd rather have Stewart... Uh, then Haig in an enforcer role. Stewart's more of a locker room guy. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about Chris Stewart while the team is playing well. But, like, what did he play tonight? Where are you, Stewart? Stewart played eight minutes even tonight. He's been playing, I'm pretty sure, less than that on average since he's been in the lineup. Um, I don't, I don't see him helping you in any way. Uh, he still has yet to record a shot on goal. Uh, he, he made, he, there was a couple of times out there he did something and I was like, oh, way to go. Um, it is, he's your, he's your 12th forward. I'd rather him be the 13th forward or a coach, but I, he's not hurting you right now. I second Twitch. They stream the NWHL. They do. I know Impact Wrestling was on Twitch. I've watched it there like once. I didn't understand what Twitch was. I still don't. But we're going to have to move away from Facebook because it's been screwing me for a couple of, like twice this season already. And this is like the fourth or fifth post game I've done. How awful must Lappy have been? Penalty kill looks night and day from the last few years. 
Yeah, I don't know if LaPerriere was just preaching what Hackstall told him to or if he really believes that letting the opponent set up and conceding time and space is the best way to defend because it's not. You have to challenge. You have to take away their time and space. You have to force the opponent to string together multiple passes in order to get opened. When it's just one slap pass to the back door and a slam dunk goal, they didn't have to do anything to score. They had to make one play. Make them make three or four plays because you've taken away their options. You're challenging them. They have to move it. Make them play hot potato with the puck. They're doing that now. And as we're seeing, like it's hard to make plays in this league even when you're up a guy. Don't just let them do it. If you challenge them, they will probably turn it over. They will miss the they will miss the net wide. Any number of things that can happen that aren't easy goal because nobody was defending anybody. Your thoughts on Provy tonight? Uh, he had the one play where he fell down and took the tripping penalty. I thought that was a good penalty under the circumstances. Um, I think there was another turnover that really stood out. But overall, I think Provorov has been fine. But again, I think everybody on the blue line all season needs to be better, even though I don't think any of them have been bad. When Patrick comes back, I think the third line could be really dangerous. Um, Yeah, I mean, if Nolan Patrick comes back and he's what he's supposed to be, but we've only seen a few brief stints of Nolan Patrick playing good hockey. So even when he comes back, I'm hopeful. I realize if this dude turns out to what he's supposed to be, we're going to have an awesome lineup. Considering the young kids that aren't even here yet but are knocking on the door, they're tearing it, tearing it up in the AHL, the guys who are here already, the veterans we have who are starting to get hot, the goaltending we've been getting, we're going to have a really good team if everything falls into place and Nolan Patrick is part of that. Um, that said, I'm not, not going to be overly optimistic because what has he shown us so far? I love the guy. I want him to be awesome. What has he shown us so far? It hasn't been anything spectacular. Uh, picked Farabee up this week on Fantasy Boo Replay. Oh, he got one assist. Still waiting for Ghost to be Ghost. When do we worry? Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know about... I don't know about worry because it's not like he's hurting you out there. That's He's, he's okay. But yeah, man, I, like, I don't know if I've seen him do... I don't know if I've seen him do the toe pick move once. I don't know if I've seen one spin move this year. Like, he just doesn't look like Shane Gostaspe. I don't know how else to say it. Away from Robert Haig, all of his advanced metrics are freaking awesome. Um, I think he's he could be effective given a different partner, but effective and dynamic are different. Like, I want him to be the potential 60-point defenseman that he is, not a guy who's just okay out there, you know? And he's been far from the ghost we've come to know and love uh, so far. Hayes' ability to score goals when we're otherwise getting shelled on is incredible. Yeah, that's two nights in a row, like, or two games in a row, where they start to give up. They're playing well, but then they start to give up some scoring chances. You feel the momentum starting to go the other way. Boom, Hayes makes a play. That's huge. Uh, it's such a – Hayes' goal tonight felt like such a thing that would happen to the Flyers. Like, all right, we just need to get ourselves back in it. We're creating chances. We have some zone time, playing our best hockey of the games, our best stretch of shifts. 
And a weird bounce ends up in the back of our net. Cool. Cool. And we actually got that goal tonight. And we've done it a couple nights in a row. Uh, so that's – I'm really loving what I'm seeing out of Kevin Hayes. And like I said, I think um, I think when we have our full complement of forwards together, we'll see even more out of him and everybody, really. Does Carson or Germ get the call for Raffle? I'd be so – I mean, Terensky was just here – he did make the team out of camp, but I would go with uh, I would go with Germ. I'd go or I'd go with um, Morgan Frost, really, just to have a more dynamic element in the lineup and to have a center uh, to solve an, an issue that already exists in our center depth with Nolan Patrick out. Any thoughts on a live Broad Street Hockey play-by-play? Do it live at a bar, and it would be magic. Yeah, someone suggested this uh, maybe on Twitter or in a mailbag or something. I don't remember. Uh, but, like, doing a us calling the game, like a watch-along, basically. I do a lot of watch-along uh, podcasts, like old wrestling events and shit, if you listen to Bruce Pritchard or anything, if you love wrestling, if you're a huge nerd like me. Uh, like, you have the event on and on mute, and you just have the uh, the stream or podcast or whatever open. We've talked about it. Um, could definitely be something we're looking into maybe over the holidays or something like a holiday special where we all call a game or something like that. But we're definitely, it's in consideration just figuring it out, um, figuring out the logistics and everything, getting us all together. Kelly lives in freaking Canada now. So we're definitely working on something like that, though. You think Hart sitting these last two games settles him down some? I just, sometimes goalies don't play their best. I don't, I don't see it as needing to sit Hart or settle him down. Hart settles himself down. Hart is a hard worker with uh, an incredible mental makeup. I just think you play Elliott because he's playing well right now. I I think there's nothing at all wrong with Carter Hart. Can we officially say the Flyers are back and they're fun to watch and not aggravating anymore? So far, so good. I mean, even when they've lost, every game outside of the Calgary game, I think they played well. Um, Obviously, some better than others. uh, Like, you know. Did they play very well against Dallas? Did they play very well against Vancouver? No. But did did they play poorly? I didn't think so. Uh, The Calgary game this year is really only one where I was just like, that sucked. Um, I I, I think the Flyers are a good team. And as as the season unfolds, I think the, uh, the results will show it, you know, as we get a bigger sample size. Is there a goalie controversy? No. No, there isn't. Moose wearing the game helmet looks like a middle-aged dude returning to his old frat house to party. That thing's... I don't like that one. Uh, the, the game helmet. When Patrick comes back, he's going to be put in third line. Yes. Yep. All right, everybody. And right here is uh, where I lost the connection a second time. And honestly, I just didn't feel like going through the whole thing again just to just to lose it for a third time. The first segment was over 20 minutes. The second segment was over, was close to 13 minutes. That seemed like enough, but I do want to uh, just talk about a few more things before we wrap up here. Sorry to everybody if you joined live. We're going to uh, get these connection issues figured out. I promise this will not be an issue all season. Uh, when it's not one thing, it's another. Um, but let's... Uh, the, the next question that I remember was about... Um, it was about who I would put Nolan Patrick with when he comes back. And the uh, the commenter suggested Giroux and Voracek. 
that's just not interesting to me. Uh, yeah, maybe you can get maybe you can get Nolan Patrick going that way, but I just uh, I, I want I can't play Nolan Patrick the number of minutes that Drew and Voracek to some extent need to play. Drew is still one of our best forwards. I need him playing at the very least second line minutes. I'm not ready to see. Uh, Nolan Patrick plays second-line minutes, not with Kevin Hayes and Sean Couturier in the lineup. We talked about this a little earlier, but to me, your ideal lines are uh, Lindblom and TK uh, flanking Couturier. You keep that line together. I would go Hayes, Giroux, and Farabee, and then my third line would be JVR and Voracek to try to help get um, to try to help get Patrick going. And then on the fourth line, you know. The Raffle injury complicates it a little, but to me, the fourth line, it would be awesome if it was Vorobiev, Lawton, and Raffle. I uh, don't know what the injury situation is with Roth. Maybe we'll have more uh, more information about that in the morning or something, but that's where I would go in that situation. All right, so I don't really have much else because I've been screwing around and trying to edit these two other, uh, these two other versions of the postgame together. So I'm just kind of going to... Look at the box score and try to think about a couple of more things we can expand on before we call a wrap to our uh, second technical difficulty post game of the season. Like I said, this is I'm not this isn't going to be an issue all year. <laughs> um, yeah, four penalties for the Flyers tonight. That's too many. I don't care if they were uh, perfect on the penalty kill. Can't take that many penalties. There was a weird sequence of things that got called and didn't get called. Uh, that ended up, it was like a, a late, unnecessary hit on Giroux that didn't get called. And then right after that, JVR gets called for a cross-check that, honestly, in real time, I thought it was a cross-check. And then when they showed the replay, he just kind of went to the front of the net and bumped into uh, Gustafson and took him down, so they call that. But 30 seconds later, they get Patrick Kane on a, uh, on a hold against Couturier. It was a hold, but... It was just funny to see what didn't didn't get called in that whole stretch of things. But yeah, four penalties is too many um, against good teams. You're going to give up goals on the. Uh, it's, you take four or five penalties in a night, you're going to give up a power play goal. That's just the way. That's just the way it is. And Elaine Vigneault preached all off season. We want to knock a, a full goal off the goals against average and. Really, the easiest way to do that would be to improve the penalty kill. Penalty kill has been good. To keep the penalty kill good, I think you need to be a little more disciplined than they were tonight. Uh, Konechny picks up the assist, so that's points in how many games? Let's bring up his game logs, get a look at TK. Uh, two points against Vegas, an assist. So he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tonight. Seven out of eight games, Konechny has recorded at least one point. That's a hell of a start for the kid. Man, he signed that contract, and it was like, all right, he's he's about worth that money. If he overperforms it, it's a great deal. My God, is it looking like a freaking steal right now? The dude is on fire. He's just a production machine. Gotta love what you're seeing out of TK. Like I said earlier, one of the most fun flyers to watch in uh, in recent years. Just uh, a joy. Just a real joy to watch. Yeah, Hayes picked up the goal. That was a big one. Getting his goal back that they took away on the uh, Farabee assist, the offside. So at least he got that. And that kind of 
that kind of regained the momentum, see, evened out the game in the beginning of the, uh, what was it? yeah, 5.03 into the third. So uh, Saad had scored one minute into the third to make it 2-1. to one. So it's like, man, the Flyers have kind of been dominating this game, and now it's a one-goal game, and Chicago was showing a lot of momentum. They were carrying play for the first time all night. Boom. Kevin Hayes makes it happen. Gives them the two-goal lead. They never, never relinquish it. Relinquish it, and JVR gets the uh, gets the cherry on top to end it. Awesome to see JVR pick up his first two points of the season, including a goal. Uh, you had to know it was coming. Same for Giroux. Gets his first goal of the season. Uh, G played 19 minutes and 80 seconds tonight and won 80 percent of his faceoffs. Flyers once again dominant in the faceoff circle this year. They won 65% of the draws tonight. My God. Domination. Not a lot of production out of the defensemen tonight. Uh, the defensemen had been putting up uh, big point totals uh, last few games, but here's Sanheim has the only assist of the night for the defensemen, and that came on Claude Giroux's goal. He threw it in front. G was able to uh, deflect it into the net, so... Good to see Sandheim start to get the production going a little bit. Niskanen and Provorov are plus three. That's a uh, that's a, people have uh, not loved Provorov's start to the season, and I can't say I've loved it, but I I, I haven't seen anything wrong with it so far. Um, uh, he's got a couple of turnovers. Turnovers happen when you have the puck a lot. The guys who lead the league in turnovers are the best players in the league because they have the puck all the time, and you're going to turn it over. That's just hockey. Uh, can he be? Can he make better decisions? He absolutely can, and that's what I saw in Gostas Bear tonight. I I don't even think Gostas Bear was bad tonight. He just had not even awful decision making, just bad luck. I, on the on the one on the side goal, it was bad. Just like he's along the boards, and there's a guy leaking down the center. Someone has to talk. You have to know that the middle of the ice is the most dangerous part. When there's a straight line between an opponent and your goalie, I don't care what your assignment is. Your assignment is now get in the middle of that straight line. It can't be an unimpeded path to the netminder for a guy in the middle of the ice, ever. Um, and there are just a bunch of plays. like, like he's, he's along the boards, and the puck leaks out, and all of a sudden the middle of the ice is open, and boom. Uh, you know, Saad has himself a goal, and it's a 2-1 to one game. I, it just, there was a, he was under duress and went across ice ju, uh, from the point just at the moment the other point man, like, broke down into the zone, like, looking for a feed down lower into the zone and got, Ghost went across ice and just kind of, um, I, I don't know if it was a turnover, but it was just a loose puck for a minute and no one was there to make a play. And he had just a couple, there was one where he wrapped it all the way around and, the guy who was on the far boards had just gone off on a change, so there was no one there for that. It was a combination of bad luck and bad decision night for, for Ghost. He's going to figure it out. I have to believe Shane Gossespierre is a good player. I've seen him play really good hockey. I've seen him play more good hockey than bad. I know we've been critical of uh, some of his seasons, but overall, when you just look at the numbers, Shane Gossespierre is a good hockey player. He's going to figure it out. He absolutely freaking has to. All right, guys. I just want to... We went over the schedule a little bit, but I want to take a look at what's coming up for our Philadelphia Flyers because this is getting good. I'm, like, excited. 
I'm happy uh, with the way the season's going. I'm looking forward to watching them again. So what is next for this team is a game on Saturday night hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 o'clock. And if you are looking for somewhere to watch that game against the Blue Jackets or perhaps the next night, Sunday night, uh, against the Islanders in Long Island, on Long Island, excuse me. If you're looking for a place to watch either of those games this weekend, can't recommend enough Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. Uh, just the best place to watch a game in the entire Jersey Shore. Always have a sequench ale just sitting there waiting for me when I walk in. Always ice cold. I get the pork sandwich pretty much every time I go. I'm trying to, yeah, I think I've gotten the pork every time I've been there. Uh, do not sleep on the roast pork sandwich. It is excellent. Timmy Fitzpatrick is the man. He's the owner of the place. He's always there making sure the food is hot and the beer is cold. They have the direct TV package. You can watch any hockey game or any game you want. And hey, man, how do you not love a place with a Bernie Perrant jersey on the wall? Timmy Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Just an awesome place to watch a game, grab a beer, hang out with your buds, whatever you're looking for. They have a Slapshot poster in the men's bathroom. Is there a better, I can't think of a better place to watch a freaking game than a bar that has a Slapshot poster in the bathroom. Just setting the tone, making it look mean, you know, making it look mean. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for you on the Broad, Broad Street Hockey post game. Uh, we're, we're, I'm going to figure out what this connection issue is because... I've been doing post games down here since last year, never had a connection problem. I've done several this year down here without a problem, but this is two now that have been interrupted by uh, Facebook connection issues. So i got to figure out if that's Facebook, if that's my connection, what's going on. We will figure that out, and this will not be a consistent problem all year. I promise you, we will get this under control, even if I have to fucking run an Ethernet cable from the box in my living room, the modem in my living room, down to the basement. We will figure something out if I have to hardwire into the Oasis, I will. Thank you all for joining me. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, I will not be here doing a post game on Saturday. I am the best man at a wedding. Um, so you'll probably have Craig, but I don't know. It may be Kelly. It could very well be Kelly. Uh, I put it in our group Slack chat, but I didn't actually see who responded. So it'll be as big a surprise to you as it is to me. All right, guys, that's all the time I have for you on Broad Street Hockey postgame. Have a great week, everybody.